T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Sunday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI. For the first time in 39 years, the Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins and the NHL. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. With Ken Laird. A bunch of criminals. We ought to be in jail. That's all there is to it. And WEEI.com Bruins writer Matt Kalman. He's a killer. Yeah, yeah. He's a mess. Yeah. Lace him up for some bees talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. Tuesday, July 16th, another episode of the Skate Pod. Ken Laird on WEI.com, Bruins writer Matt Kalman, and we are surging on the Skate Pod Twitter account now, Matt. 600 strong, yeah. just about. Blowing away Bradford show. Absolutely. And that, that off off track, pro, what do they call it? The off off the air podcast? What do they call that? Not sure. It's uh, the football podcast lagging well yeah. behind. By the way, big guest today coming up momentarily, Wiggy is going to be in. Jermaine Wiggins, he's got a hot take on Patrice Bergeron, which Dale... Does not yeah. allow him to propagate. I, don't, I would put Patrice Bergeron on the trading block and see what's out there. I would not. When you don't, I win, know the summer's slow, but no, it's not no, that no, slow. No, no, you don't need to trade Bergeron. When, when no. you trading Patrice Bergeron, probably not high on my list it's, of it's things. One, it's one of the few do. moves that makes you one hundred percent worse. Worse, would you? Yeah. But you would get a lot in return from who knows. Well, what I mean, you mean. I, uh, yeah, but uh, Mike's in Rhode Island. Hey, Mike. I don't get Dell's Dell Arnold's uh, problem with free speech. The guy's been on the radio for fifty years. And has a problem with free speech. He drank, likes to censor Wiggy, but we do not censor Wiggy. We let him talk. Because what the heck else are you going to talk about in July? Speaking of which, pretty quiet around Bruin circles before we bring Wiggy in. You had yep. a good Krejci piece up. Thanks. Uh, Heinen agreed. Yep, the Heinen two-year deal. It's a fair deal for him. You see the comparables around the league. It's pretty obvious that the Bruins got what they wanted. He got what he wanted. He'll be Two-year RFA. term, that yep. was the only one thing. I mean, like, Well, know, he'll be RFA know. with arbitration rights at the end, and this way you locked him up uh, for the next two years and doesn't uh, affect too much. Uh, and if you look at the numbers, people just go on Twitter and tweet nonsense, but he's more productive over these last two or three years than the two Leafs guys, Janssen and uh, Kapanen, who got more money than him and uh, definitely a better player than the two guys the, the uh, Canadians signed this week for in similar situations, and he got a little more than them, I believe. So it's a fair deal. It hit the, right, hit the sweet spot, I think. And you wrote about David Krejci. There's been uh, some talk about Krejci's salary. You were going against convention oh and God. calling him underpaid. I, I don't know. I mean, I thought that was the conventional wisdom. You look at some of the best contracts sure. in hockey. Krejci, Bergeron, but you hear the right fan base. The fan base, the overpaid. He's the number one paid player. I mean, I didn't even write this in the column because I just ran out of words. But first of all, he's the number one paid player on the team because Bergeron and Marchand and Pasternak decided to not, you know, get their market value. He can't blame David Krejci for that. When David Krejci signed that contract at 29 years old, it was market value. He would have been the most coveted, unrestricted free agent this summer. He would have come free if he didn't sign here. And you look at the production, uh, 24th among centers since he signed this current contract. It doesn't even go back to you know the years before that. So it's been fair, fair market value at the very least. And like I said, underpaid based on the fact that he didn't go to market. So underpaid that they're still in cap trouble despite having, yeah. uh, you know, of course, they have terrible contracts, Bacchus and Bolesky and others. They've, right. had, they've had some of the worst contracts signed in free agency. They have <laughs> Only because of Pasenak, Bergeron, and Krejci's right. contracts are they able to 
somehow survive. Right. Well, you, you get those bad contracts, then you get the trades of Tyler Sagan, Dougie Hamilton, Phil, even going back to Phil Kessel, all the young players they've traded, and that goes to this uh, this piece in the Athletic that I knew you were going to tweet about. Because Why do you? You, you I are had, so I had, the I, 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 I actually, love it. I actually saw it in my inbox because I get the email from there every day, and I said, yeah. "Oh, Ken's going to want Ken's going to want to talk about this. this so is I better a good read graphic. it." People, you know, I'm, I don't need graphics. We got a lot of action. Oh on this. man! So anyway, it it just shows how amazing it is that they are in the spot that they're in. Based on the fact that they and sixty eight likes, that's that might be your highest uh, high water <laughs> it mark. Probably yet. is. Hey, we have more likes on that than the off shoot podcast <laughs> has uh, followers. That's pretty good. What's your what's your uh, complaint about the piece in the athletic? Oh, it's just from so, Craig Custins. Oh, that by that the way. piece was fine because it, it kept it short and it kept it to the point. I was able to understand it. You know, I, I read a, a piece. Of, I wanted to read about Jordan oh, you, Bennington yesterday. You're too raw hockey it was, guy. You don't want to get into it the was twenty five hundred words on Jordan Bennington wow. signing his contract. They were a little highfalutin there and a little uh, big on themselves, but nonetheless, you know, it's a bargain, so you can't beat it. And uh, at least somebody's writing about hockey. You know, somebody people who know about hockey are writing hockey. But yeah, it's interesting to see. Based on that graphic, where they are in the league, based on the the screw ups they've done over the years, the, the, arguably it's the case that's being made. If you haven't seen the piece, is that the Bruins are the most successful team in hockey over the last twelve years? If you want to consider teams that were legitimately contenders right. for the Stanley Cup, yeah. this is a twelve-year study using six statistical categories, and uh, we've seen it. I mean, yeah. they, they had a three-year absence there, where of course they sort of rebuilt. Right now, they had a good couple-year yeah. run, and we, and and we we'll talked see. about it with Wiggy, and Wiggy was yeah. More than happy to talk about that, excited about that. Has some novel w- ideas yes. for Wiggy keeping the Bruins there. Drastic change. Absolutely. And, you know, you can't blame them. All right, let's get to it. We've got a uh, – how did you describe him on Twitter yesterday, uh, Calman? World champion. A, cha- a championship him? pedigree, a hockey expert with a championship pedigree. Oh, that would be me. Exactly. That's I mean, I mean. There is no greater hockey expert yeah. in this building. MVP of my uh, men's bear league in hockey town. Power forward with skill and the skating ability of P.K. Subban. Did you play growing up? I did play going okay. up. The only team in East Boston to win mini one-on-one, East Boston Mustangs, oh, wow. back in the day when mini one-on-one was a good thing. When it went breakaways, then it went two-on-one, then it went three-on-two. Now it's all different nowadays. Nice. By the way, I don't know if you and Bradford have ever had this out. My first uh, experience with Wiggy was in the celebrity hockey game at Fenway. Oh, okay. And Bradford was – I was playing, and Bradford was supposed to be the coach. Yes. Wiggy was a player coach, and by the end of the game – Wiggy had usurped power from Bradford yes. was starting to call out the shots, and he was yeah. double-shifting Danny Picard, which was yeah. a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it was, and totally. Bradford afterward was so pissed at you that you took away his like his his bench boss ability. Did you ever, yeah. did you ever talk to him about that? No, 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 no. I Wiggy. mean, he was livid. He well, was like, he, he, Wiggy. He loves to latch on to the fact that he had me and Danny Picard on the same team. Which, yeah, well, you know, now he says that. Yeah. Yes, well, that was his biggest thing is how he, he, he likes to say he was the, the greatest GM uh, sports mind, front office management there is in all of the the outdoor celebrity, whatever you but, call it. But you ran games. the game. I mean, you, yeah, well, you, know, you were I, calling out the shifts. Well, that's because I know. You know how many road cones were out there that we had to, <laughs> we had to play with? You know, so. And, All right, let's get to it now. Now, Dale, please describe what happened on the okay. Dale and Keefe show recently because I talked to you outside the building afterward. I, right. I, but I was listening. I was stunned. Still hurt. Dale would not let me talk about Bergeron. I, it, was, it was unbelievable censorship. Yeah, I, I, I had said this, and I, I think I tweeted at you, Matt, and I, had, I had just asked, threw the question out there, right? Because this is what you do. You, Bruins get all the way to Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Finals and lose. So now you sit there and you re- reflect on the season. How do you make this team better? Right, you have the perfect road. You have the perfect opportunity. What can you then now do? Where was the biggest struggles we've talked about 
And and that's what I said there. It was the biggest struggles that we talked about with this team, first-line production. So I asked the question, what about putting Bergeron on the trading block, right? You would be able to get something back for him and the you something tremendous for his value, and he completely shut that down. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it was like it was like I basically I might up to the point where I slapped one of his kids. I wouldn't be for a trade like that, except for the fact that knowing Dale's reaction to it, I would I would live to see that they would put a live cam on that. Yeah, but if they did I, trade I first I run. The smear campaign would start instantly. Well, would it, be it, like, it came. It came. You would about, get the real tales from behind the Boston Bruins or it, whatever. It, if it, these walls could talk, it would be Dale ripping Bergeron. And, right. It came about yeah. because of Connor McDavid. Right? right. And and just saying like so. You know, the the I I said this in 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 hockey. The it, it, especially playoff hockey about winning championship. It goes two things. First things goaltend. Right. It's all about the goaltend, and then the second thing is the ability to put the puck in the net. And I just said, you know, Bergeron's a great player, but when it comes to having a a sniper, a guy that can put the puck in the back of the net, he's not that guy. And I and I threw the idea out there. You know what you could probably get for him? You know, I said Stamkos. I even threw the name out there. You'll like this one, uh, Ken, is Evgeny Malkin. In Pittsburgh, because I know, I like yeah, that. I know that his name was being thro- thrown True. around for some potential trades. True, and, and he has, Crosby yeah. get our Team Canada, so you got uh, you know locker room chemistry there. All right, Obviously, but, they'd be on separate lines. I like that because this isn't anything a show. A show that does anything with Dale Arnold, we do the opposite of everything Dale Arnold. Right. Do. I will, I will address this. Yes, please. There's do. just so many issues about it. Though. I, I totally understand your point. I absolutely in in any other league, mm-hmm. I would you would totally consider that. The problem is when you have a hard cap league where it's right. eighty one million to get the enough. If you get so many pieces for him, what he's worth mm-hmm. to this team, you won't be able to fit them all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Teams just don't have the the structure. Could you do a, a one off? You could do a one off. Now the problem is, well, first of all, the, the biggest problem is that Patrice Bergeron is more than just. A great two-way center who puts up, you know, he put up a point per game this year, right. right? I mean, if he wasn't hurt, he would have been an MVP candidate. He does so many things to cover up for what the other players on this team don't do. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Marshan as much anymore, but definitely Pasternak, definitely anyone that plays in that line. You see how the power play relies on right. him as the bumper. There's so many things he does. You have to replace so many parts of him. Now, when you bring up a Malkin, there's no, they got durability issues. I mean, right. the biggest problem. So with well, him, another name I brought up was yeah. Stamkos. Well, the Stamkos thing. Well, first of all, he has some durability issues. Also, he's also younger. And when you look at the way Tampa Bay is built, um, I mean, it's not totally crazy to think that they might do that. But the problem is, you know, he is he the player that Bergeron? Well, well, I, I know, I know what you're saying about a sniper, right? right. So I, so this is what I said though, right? You're gonna give up a guy that has the two way capability in Bergeron, right? Right. That's the biggest thing. He can play two ways. He's, you know, his ability, his sulky play, this, that, and the other. We know that. But the biggest thing that I look at when you talk about the Bruins, the Bruins, and what they, and and this is what I was saying, what they potentially needed. Is a guy, and, and the other thing I said is, is Bergeron is that uh, well liked or is that well respected throughout the league? Sure. You think about a team like Tampa Bay that might go, you know what, we like Stamkos, but he doesn't play right. both ways. You know what, too? I mean, obviously it'd be hard for the Bruins because they'd be picking up more money too. Right. Stamkos makes eight and a half. The, the crazy thing is, too, you'd almost have to put a 
like put something with Bergeron because Stamkos is what four years younger, I believe. He signed for a couple more years than right, but he's and what's his age? He's definitely younger. I, yeah, I think than, he's, he's like 20, 29. 29 and Patrice is thirty three. Right. So you're almost like having to add to something to Patrice Bergeron, and, and the fact that you're also making this whole. There is a, a a world, a world that I wish I lived in, right. where the Lightning would do something like that. Because they would say, like you're saying, we have a bunch of wings that can score right. goals. We, if we added a two-way player and we had Bergeron points, say as our top two centers, we might we might be able to win the cup because we can't get past there. We've made it. We've been in the top four or whatever, the top three of this league, four out of five years. And from the Bruins' point of view, you have Krejci and Bergeron the same age. You're, that's not a great you, right. You right. absolutely in age. You well, would and I had mentioned the, the other, who's the other kid they got uh, uh, Tampa Bay, the kid uh, Raiden Point. Nikita oh, no. Kucherov, Kucherov, right? Yeah. So, like you said, Matt, they have guys that can put the puck right. in the net. Now, and, and this is what I told Dale, I said, if he's that valuable to you and to the Bruins organization because of what he's able to do more so on the, the defensive side, because he's a good offensive player. Let's, I'm not taking nothing away from him. Right. But he's not... A sniper. He's not, not a no. Oh, and how many and how many right. years does he left have left of this? Type right. Of play? So I mean, you could kind of you could kind of say, well, you know what? Tampa Bay says, hey, we're getting a guy in Bergeron that we know right. could play both ways. We don't really need him for a scoring. We need him to do other things. And the Bruins are now getting a guy that they can say, hey, listen, in the playoffs, we pair him. We pair him with Pasternak and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marshan. Right. Now you got some firepower. Yeah, well, actually, I would think you then put Krejci with those guys and you bring in whoever it is, Stamkos or Malkin. Right, those guys could, have their own separate those line. Guys. I sure. think right. so. I, but, I mean, but that was the only thing. And then, you yeah. know, and so, and, and that's what you have to do when we're talking about the world of sports and. And when you're talking about trades and how does a team get better, the Bruins are in the perfect situation. You get to Game 7 on a road. When you look at how the road opened up, and I know, Ken, you probably were the only one that thought about this. I thought the Bruins were going to sweep. Uh, 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 they were going to sweep the Blues. Right. And I thought everything was going to be all right. <laughs> exactly. That right. right after the first game. Right. And that's the way it was. So now you get to where you are. Now what's going to happen? It's uh, You know, this year was an, or last year was an outlier. Now Washington will make their run again. Pittsburgh will make their run again. So now if you're the Bruins, you got to start looking at that. The West is going to be stronger. How do you now get over that hump? Because your road isn't going to be so easy. It isn't going to be Carolina right. and Columbus. Well, you, you want to maybe make it easier on yourself in the regular season, maybe not keep losing the division to Tampa right. Bay. Stop conceding it. Maybe you have the first seed and you get, right. you get the better matchup. But the problem is, and this is why hockey is – always going to be fourth as long as they have this mentality. People like Dale and people that are in power in their organizations, it's this hockey ethos that you can't ever think like that. We're all, these GMs who have like a shelf life of five to six years are always thinking five and six years down the road. They're not striking. That's that's why Columbus, right. you have to give them so much credit for what they did. They went all in. They they traded basically their their whole draft to try and go for it. Now, it didn't work out their way. They're but you know right what? Now. They're not that screwed in the in the, in the the uh in the car, in the present, right now. I mean, yeah, these drafts are going to kill them down the road. But right now, they don't have Panarin, but they've spent. You know, they they have the money. They, they, they lost Panarin, might be able to send for, for nothing. I mean, they just. But isn't and it? A, shame. It, but, and but, shame. But, but isn't it about like? See, and this is the thing. Is where it about I, winning, right, or is it the, about always planning? And this is the other thing where I I don't get hockey like too because uh, you see it in basketball. So say you have a guy like the Milwaukee Bucks, they just lose Malcolm Brogdon to the Indiana Pacers because the Pacers they give him an offer sheet and the Bucks don't match it. And I remember a couple years ago, I was like, well, the Bruins should make a play for Stamkos, and 
in that world in hockey, right. you can't make a play for a restricted free agent. It's like the unwritten rule. We don't do that around right. here. Like, And so my, my thing is this. It's about trying to put the best guys on that ice, on that team, that can help you win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And if that means offering an offer sheet to right. somebody else, and and Matt makes a good point, and, and I, this is I told Dale, I said, oh, okay, When's the season start this year? Because we're going to be y'all. Uh, I'm going to be arguing with the next with you the next day. Because why is Chara still your top pair in defenseman? <laughs> and that's what you said. They have this hockey yeah. mentality. He will be the top pair in defenseman. When you look at it, there's probably other players that will bring more, that will give you more. But because of who they are, like the Bergerons and the Charas, it's like wait a second. Say what you want about Brady. I mean, excuse me, Belichick. Right. He got no problem exactly. with it. Hey, if Tom, the, we, we got to move on from part. Tom. If we got to move right? on from Tom, oh, sentimentality totally plays in here. It kills them. It's, now, and by the way, Bergeron has a no trade clause this year. Yeah, right? so he would have to agree to it. Right, and it goes to a modified. But players no would trade. agree to that, though. We but talked about might. that with Krejci, right? Why Maybe. would you want to play for a team, right? If you're a player and you know you have a no trade clause, that team comes to you and goes, "Hey, listen, Ken, we want to trade you." You you really want to play for an organization? You're really gonna go? No, don't trade right, me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You ask the wife, and the wife says, I "Yeah, ain't but that, that doesn't matter." You, it's you know, Tampa. It, you get to move to Tampa. You know, how it I, is. Go, I go back to Pittsburgh now. That I think is the more realistic deal because Pittsburgh would make that trade. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it would be a ripoff for the Bruins. I mean, you well, can't take Malkin. You can't take a chance. He gets hurt every year, right. and last year had a terrible year. Okay, but just for the sake of argument, now. You didn't get over the hump because you, your yeah. top line couldn't score. Right. Malkin right. is an elite goal scorer. Right. Right. So you now when sacrifice. He's, when he's healthy and playing his best. When he's healthy. He you becomes, go back he, to the crazy becomes, problem. I mean, they never they never give Malkin the right wings. That's the issue there, right? Well, ironically, the Penguins traded and they for traded the, the one they that traded played the best Kessel, of them. <laughs> but that's why they. I mean, they they have enough offense. They, they have their they would issues. love Bergeron. They I mean, this, this is why, you know, you talk about offer sheet. This is why, you know, Mark Bergevin, hey, you got to give him so much credit for the offer sheet he gave Ajo instead of laughing at him. Right. But this is why they don't do it. It's not just this whole, like, you know, unwritten rule thing. It's also because everyone mocked him as soon as he did it. Right. They complained for 10 years, no one's done this, and then they mock him when he does it. It's ridiculous. But the whole hockey ethos, it's like, you know, you watch the NBA, how much attention they got in two months, in two weeks of July. Right. Unfathomable how much right. attention they got. Now, you could say to me, okay, totally different financial structures. That, you know, the NHL relies on the gate. They rely on so many different things. Obviously, the hard cap. Well, first of all, the hard cap is what's killing them. Because when you create this, you, you NHL owners will never look at what something we, if we plant the seed now, it'll grow it to a tree right. in two years. It's all about the here and now. So they never say, if we don't have a hard cap or we have a much higher cap, we'll create this this intense attention right. in July when no one wants to think about us. We'll have free agents changing teams all the time. We'll have players pairing up and creating super teams, and we'll be a dominant league worldwide. They never think like that, and that's why the right. NBA kicks and, their ass. And the other thing, and this is, you know, granted he's one of my favorite players, and I've always been I've been hopping on them to, to make a run for him since he was with the Canadians. You think about a player like P.K. Subban, right? Just gets traded to New Jersey. If you're the Bruins, right, don't you better be thinking, and I don't know if they did, like, it, it, like I, I'm reaching out to players like that. I, I'm trying to see if I can get a PK. I'm trying to see if I can trade for him. Or, or when they needed it last year, they were talking about they needed second uh, a second wing, uh, a right winger, right. and Wayne Simmons was on the market. Like I don't know if the Bruins. Uh, uh, it, for me, it seems like I know they love the talent that they have, but it's always like 
they never really want to just go out there and say, you know what, we're going to make a huge splash. We're going to do something. It's the Krejci. Now Krejci's, what, $7 million this year? And you got Bergeron, who's six, almost $7 right. million. Both of these guys are in their mid-30s. And these are your two sentiment. And now you got a guy like Charlie Coyle. Where do you play him? Right. Right? I had made this point. Well, to, Charlie Coyle's the heir apparent here. Right, I but mean, I made the point to deal. Why not move Coyle up, play him at center, right, on that first line, Rather than you know, it's like the first line. The only person that can be moved on the first well, line is possible. Right. Well, they won't. They won't do anything with the first line. We've, we've Ken and I we actually talked about this. Talked about this I, because, I bet you that's a Marshan Bergeron thing. They are just they refuse. Yeah, to, that's they, just they, it. they demand. I mean, to play think with about it. Other. How much? I mean, how many times we saw it when Krejci played with Marshan and mm-hmm. Pasternak last year? That line was just as good, right. if not better. But they have to go right back to it. I think. It, I think it's a Bergeron Marshan thing, and maybe it's even a more Bergeron. I thing. think this it's is more of a Bergeron thing because when you look at Krejci as a player. We all know that he's more of a setup man, right? right. He's a guy that'd be perfect between two two right. talented goal scorers like right. Pasta. And it doesn't have to be big, bulky guys. This no, Horton no. Lucic thing that no, he was talking no, about, it doesn't it have to be that. He has enough speed to, right. to compete, to, to keep up with those guys. Right. But I, it goes back to, that's why I said it goes back to the Chara thing, where it's, they've been talented, they've been great for this organization, but they're, they're so caught up in not wanting to move those guys a little bit or maybe say, you know what, hey, Chara, we we love you. We still right. think you're the cap. We want to be back, but you're going to yep. be one of our well, third pairs. This goes defense. back to the other thing I wrote this week about Bruce Cassidy. He's going to be the one in charge of making these decisions. Right. Is he going to be willing this year to say to Chara, nope. maybe cut your time a little bit. Maybe you're a PK specialist and a third pair guy. He could play on a third pair with, you know, with, with, with whatever right D they have for the third pair. He's not going to do that. And you can put McAvoy with Krug or McAvoy and Krislik. Right. And we'll see. The Bergeron thing, at, at what point do you finally say, Pasternak, this is not working. We're too one-line centric. We right. need Pasternak and Krejci. And you're going to have to play with somebody else. The coach is going to have to do that, and if he doesn't do it, he might. These teams might start passing you. The competition is going to get stiffer. Exhibit A, but you <laughs> right. know, we this was probably going to come up uh, later, Wiggy, if uh, after you depart. But I might as well just bring it up now. The Athletic put out a piece from Craig Custance, in it they did six statistics. They look back at the last twelve years in hockey, mm-hmm. and the Bruins have been quote unquote contenders, true contenders for the Cup seven of the last twelve years, the most of any team in the NHL. So to your point. They have been knocking on the door for ten years. That's right. kind of been their mo. And one, cup, and they've won one, one cup. cup. Right. They got close twice. So yeah. hard to criticize them. No, it, it's easy. To, it's actually but, easier to criticize. It's, it's like the same way we criticize Danny Ainge, who's been here for eighteen years and won one title. Right. Right. I think you get more criticism when you've been knocking on the door so many well, times. Look at, look at the Red Sox. Right. <laughs> one year later. Right. So you get more criticism, in my opinion, because you're there and you know you're there. Right. But it's now. We're only like, okay, what can get us over the hump? And maybe that thing that gets us over the hump is something that might be risky or something that we might get a little backlash from uh, in the beginning, whether it's a trade or it's this or that. So that, to me, is more of an indictment on the organization than actually for me to give them credit. And you look at it, too. I mean, 2013, you're saying they're not going to do it. 2013 took a miracle comeback. Not that not going to this you know right. dis, insult that at all. It was a one of the probably the best game I ever saw live in my life, right? But it took a miracle comeback just to get past the, the first round. Two years in a row now, you right. had to get past this Leafs team in a game seven when you probably should have handled them without Kadri a lot easier. You probably you know yeah, people, talk, you, people you know. talk about game seven in the final. If you were as good as you think you were, you wouldn't have had to go game seven with the Blues to begin right. with. Blues you, the they, always, team. they always say this. 
you, you play all year to get to a game seven. No, you don't. No. You want to get to the playoffs and win 16 in a row. You don't want to play game seven, right? It's The uh, object is to make it as easy as possible. I don't look at that. I don't mock them for going to game seven. and being. For, that's what makes a great team. Okay, you, but you, that's like a loser's mentality, though. To me, that's like 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 that's the that's the difference from from being in the world of, of Belichick and, and being a player under him and learning from him. The mentality is, we play to get to the Super Bowl and win. We don't play to make the AFC Championship to get to the Super Bowl and lose by a field goal. The mentality is, we play to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> and then when we win the Super Bowl, then we forget about the Super Bowl we just won, and we are now moving on to the they, next. They season. don't hang the runner-up banners, right? At right, right. Well, that's fine, but I'm saying as a as a player, that's one way to think. But as a fan or as an observer, you can't knock the Bruins for forced, being forced to come but back. Don't, in, I, in don't game you think the Bruins get a lot of like? I, I think a lot of fans respect what they do, but don't you think there's a lot more fans out there that are a lot more critical of them because they're all they're they're right there, but they can't win? Well, I mean, Ken, you can't give them, you know. The whole first of all, we talk about it all the time. How if you don't win Game Seven, Johansson and Coyle never do anything, and we're and we're ripping them, and we can't wait to get rid of but Johansson. They did, okay, but they just they had to go to a Game Seven, and it was that's a, hockey. That's that's yeah, why Game Seven. Bruins are fans, though, Ken, I think Bruins fans are probably the most. Uh, I would say they're probably the most uh, uh, passionate, and when the, when you look at them not winning, like the Bruins fans, uh, they'll rip the team like that. When they get to Game 7 and they lose, the next day we see it on the call screens. Yeah. What the hell did the Bruins do? They choked. They're this. They, they suck. What the fuck? This guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Can no, I swear? Yeah, you can swear. You can swear. Right? This guy sucks. Get this guy out of here. And then all of a sudden, now they're not like Celtics fans. We're like, oh, we happy to get there. Like, you, right. you're, you, 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 you've got one Stanley Cup. Right, and that Stanley Cup that you won, there were a lot of people that will argue. If Tim <laughs> Thomas doesn't play the way he plays, who knows if you win that? Well, they, one. they still wanted to fire the coach after right. that. So. I was I, listen. I was the first one, and I've been saying this on the duck boat to get Claude Julian the <laughs> fuck out of there because of the fact the way he coached and that style and the whole Sagan thing. Don't get me going on that one. The way he coached it was all about defensive mind. Defense. He didn't want to let his scores off the leash. So Bruins fans are not going to sit here. And I, mean, I, I mean, can't, can't you? Can't you, you? I think they're more close to the Celtics fans. But can't you? Think. No, but it, can't it was you, 39 years between cups. They finally won one. That that that'll get tied right, over they, for a while. But they I mean, were knocking on the door two years later. Exactly. And then they, they and but, then but they. She didn't have a first round. It's not like they've had all these first over. They haven't had Connor McDavid's. They've been building with. Wait a second. They had Tyler Sagan and Dougie Hamilton. And they flipped him, right? Do you had you had you had a top pick in Sagan. You had a top. What was Dougie Hamilton number two or three overall? Yeah, that trade hasn't so, been bad. I mean, the Sagan but listen, trade. getting that that trade get, getting awful. to Game Seven of the final does not absolve you of criticism. Do you think no, it was? No, I'm not you saying it was, that. You you're saying was, you're saying they, they they deserve to be knocked down a peg for winning Game Sevens. Well, they they do deserve it because it, they should be so much better. I mean, never mind you know what what goes on in this league. You should be able to. Well, you, you yourself said the Leafs were the best team they faced. You thought they were better than Toronto. So what's the shame of going I, to Game Seven never, against Toronto? Well, no, than St. Louis. it was the best team they faced. It doesn't mean it was the best team out there. I mean, obviously, we don't. We'll never know what would happen if they faced Tampa. But it was. Right. They did anyone give them a, 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 even a puncher's chance against Tampa, except for maybe Jack Edwards and Dale Arnold to to beat the Lightning right. if they had made them. Met, I don't met think them anybody the gave them a puncher's chance to beat the Lightning, to beat the Capitals. Right. Uh, uh, I mean, they've only beaten the Capitals once 
in a regular season in like the last 10 years. So I, I, I think, and everybody talked about how when St. Louis got there, they were like, people were like, whoo, thank God they didn't have to yeah, face San right, Jose. Right. Because, you know, I don't know if that matchup would have worked out well for them. So when you look at the the road and how everything worked out for them, la- the, you know, last year, it was perfect. But now it's back to Bergeron's a year older. Krejci's a year older. Chara's a year older. You know, yeah. now you got these young guys. What are you going to do? You're going to start the season off with Cole as your third, your, your third line sentiment? Well, they might not. They might bump him up the wing. But, you know, you, you go into game seven. But is he better cup. off at wing? He's probably a better sentiment than he is. A, it he looks, might be. It, it depends. It, it, you, it, you have to see it. Right. And and so why why would you run there? If you move him up to wing, so that means where do you put possibly well, yeah. in the second line? Well, now, yeah, now you don't. Have, now you still have a hole because this is the point I'm making is that you got the game seven in the final all well and good, but – you went into Game Seven of the final with Carson Kuhlman as your second line right wing. Is that ideal? Is that setting up your team for the best chance of success? It's not. No, I'm not saying they deserve blame, but but yeah. the rosters as constructed, St. Louis proved to be the better team when that series was over. They deserve to win. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I that, think exactly. He, they're the better team. That's why. Wa- how do you not construct a team that so could be now, better than the Blues? I agree. There's some changes. Um, I would make those trades. The Wiggies, if you if you had a chance to flop Bergeron for Broken, I, I would. Do I it. would consider almost anything. Well, what what about even what about even Krejci for Malkin? Right? Maybe you don't want to oh, go. Definitely, you don't want to go Bergeron because he's your guy. Right. So you maybe say, you know what? Hey, we'll run the risk of uh, of uh, of Malkin because of his injury history. Yeah. But you know what? He could be our second line sentiment. Now we could say, all right, we'll put we'll put Coyle up on the second line with Malkin, and our first line will be Bergeron, Poster, and Marchand. And here's your second line is is Heinen, uh, Malkin. The only and- problem is Malkin's not that much of an upgrade on Krejci, yes, especially if you're yes, not going to give him the wings. 42 goals. Two but what ago. wings is he going to play with here? Well, he's going to have to play with Coyle and... Pasta. Give him pasta. That would well, be, no, no, but, but, Eastern European but they won't give Krejci pasta, so well, why would you give Malkin see, pasta? What I would do, Malkin but see, it. this is what I would do, like, and this is what they won't do, and this is, to me, the way you think. I would move Malkin up to the first line, playing between Pasta right. and Marchand, right. and I'd put Bergeron on the second line right. and play him between Coyle Bergeron and, should be the second line center no matter what. And playing between Coyle and Heine. First of all, Bergeron is the Better, he's the better two-way player, and he's also the player that better elevates his 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 wings. Bergeron should be playing with whoever else. Yeah, he would play other with the Brescian Coyle, right? right? Exactly. And then you'd have your first... But I said that as soon as when Bergeron came back from injury this year, that was what I said. And, you know, no well, that's it, but it goes I'm just back... a Jack Adams award-winning writer. I'm not. Well, but that's it. Goes back to the the hockey mentality, right? Of like you can't. Oh yeah. There's no way well, you can move. And this it guy. goes back to this coach. It's like is he going to be is he going to be willing at some point to rock the apple cart? He he. He leans on the leadership. He admits that openly. Mm-hmm. Things are going to change. There's going to be a transit. First of all, these guys are going to keep getting older. Like right. you said, they're going to be less effective. The, the, the personnel's going to change. And you're going to have to transition to this younger leadership core that we don't know. I mean, let's face it. With Bergeron, Chara, Krejci, this is an, an elite leadership group right. as far as the le- being leaders, Not never mind what they do on the ice. And it's going to change, and you're not going to always have that. You're not always going to have your best players right. being your leaders. You're not always going to have good good leaders. And will he be able to handle it? So it comes but back to sum to it that. up, all three of us would make drastic changes, some greater than others. Yes. We all admit, though, the Bruins are not going to. They're gonna, I they're, believe they're not. They're going to take the, we're going to keep knocking on the door. Same yeah. thing they've done for 12 years. Absolutely. And they'll, keep ending where, they'll end up it. where they are. They'll end up where they are, losing in Game Seven. Well, especially here. since the, the prospects that should be taking the mantle from the Bergerons, Krejci, and Charas, you know, the defensemen fine, they've been coming on right. recently. But there's no forwards in this group that have elite talent right now. I mean, they, they draft this Beecher kid; he's like three years down the road. 
Wiggy, excellent stuff. Any final thoughts on Dale before we uh, uh, I, I realize that if I'm going to talk hockey, I have to do it here. because at least, skate pod. Yeah, at least on the skate pod, I can, I, can, I can talk, and I won't be looked at like I have six heads, <laughs> like I'm an alien. So, I think uh, we're we're going to have to get the Greg Hill's head and uh, see if he wants to talk some hockey. Yeah, Ooh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can great. make it happen. Good point. There it is, Wiggy. Bring it. That was uh, good energy from the Wigster. Uh, he's, you know, I don't know why Dale doesn't let the poor guy that talk. Was good. That was good, interesting stuff. A- absolutely. And how you many, know what? How many Bruins fans, percentage-wise, would entertain trading Bergeron for Malkin or Stamp? Bruins fans, percentage-wise, it's hard to say. I mean, on Twitter, it would it might be like seventy percent, but I think in the real world, where people pay for money to go uh, to go to the games and things like that, the people who don't boo Tuka Rask or you know boo Chara <laughs> like they do on Twitter, I think it would be a lot lower. But you know, obviously, the sentiment would factor in. But like he was saying, there's too much sentiment in hockey, which is ironic considering it's a sport where everyone has to kick the crap out of each other. But there's just too much sentimentality. You don't see this in baseball or basketball. Teams just trade the players they want, and players don't fall so in love with their cities. Obviously, you know. I mean, Patrice Bergeron. These people, they they th- they they really make their homes here, and they they refuse to leave. It's unbelievable. Well, uh, we want you to uh, keep following us. If you're already uh, on there, we appreciate it at yep. the Skate Pod. Subscribe to our iTunes channel. If we hit a thousand followers before the off whatever pod, uh, Bradford's going to buy us some uh, lunch in the commissary here. So beautiful. I'm sure our listeners don't care, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll pass that. We'll pass it along somehow. We have T-shirts coming. Bradford is urging us to get the T-shirt logo, so that's going to happen at some form, and we'll give away T-shirts here on the podcast. That will be the plan going forward. You were also uh, currying for questions, and you wanted to read people's uh, questions. Yeah, I mean, if board. anyone wants to tweet at uh, the Skate Pod, we will get to your a- anybody topics. you want to shout out to this week who has uh, been active at us on. Um, the not skate- the t- well, you know the, the usual guys. ETD is always active. Everybody's pretty getting into it. DJ Bean finally followed us, so now we really should feel special. We'll have to get DJ on the show at some point. Get his. Uh, his stories. Question from Patrick, who said, uh, what's the status of McAvoy and Carlo? What will it take to get their deals done? <laughs> the will sta- they be done by training? The camp? status of McAvoy, at least McAvoy, is that yesterday I saw his girlfriend tweet out a uh, picture of them on the beach in Hawaii or something. So that's the status of Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> but good question, though, Patrick Laverty. Yeah. Will they be done by camp? I don't I, I don't think so. You know, Even Bob McKenzie said uh, he thinks he's going to come back Labor Day from to work, and none of these deals are going to be done. Marner, Point, McAvoy, Carlo, you know, he, he wasn't sp- specific with who they were, but the, all the big names he thinks aren't going to be signed. Yeah, and it looks at this point like David Backus is going to be there with them when camp opens. That's yeah, I mean, unless stunner. some miracle happens. I mean, you know, you can look. Let's clarify this, too. People are listing the teams that are below the cap bottom and saying that these are teams that could take them. Those teams all have restricted free agents to sign and have players to sign. They're not necessarily going to be at the bottom when it comes time to make a roster. By the way, the Bruins got thrown in. I want to give early edition a little credit on this. They did. Yeah, you know, it's this time of year. You're you're, you're surfing for uh, for topics, but their question was across Boston sports, which athletes need to be re-signed the most? What's the pecking order? And the candidates were Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jalen Brown was in there. McAvoy and Carlo were in there. And uh, Betts. Yeah, J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts. Okay, they were in various orders, but. Right. It's you know you start to see McAvoy get the respect. Of yeah, when I mean, he's McAvoy's being put near the top. I mean, Mookie, Mookie so, would probably be number one. I mean, I'm not. Are you really counting Brady? Is he really not going to sign? Is that a thing that would anyone worry I, about? Well, let's assume for the sake. Is of he going to go for, play for the Rams or something? What's going to happen? There? I don't think he, he's under contract <laughs> for one more year. But right. for the sake of argument, yeah, you know, Brady, I guess okay. you would put up there at the top. Right, Brady number one, and then Mookie probably two, and then maybe McAvoy three. I think be. you know, you look at Jalen Brown. 
he's a great player, but I think you don't blame the Celtics for waiting to see what he really becomes. I mean, he had an up and down season, right? Because just to think about it, how devastating would it be to see McAvoy leave? Right. The same way that Sagan and Hamilton. Sure. Hamilton yeah. This, this is this is the heir apparent. You need to keep him around, and there's no doubt. I mean, that's Which why gives him a lot. That's of why I don't understand why it's not done. I mean, it seems easy. Eight times eight, seven times seven, whatever it needs to do, you just the do it. Are haggling, trying to save the dollars as well. They've, they've They've seen how that can bite them. All right, Matt, talk to you next week here on The Skate Pod. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 